Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode one of Life Rhythms Radio Show. I'm so excited to say that. I'm your host, DJ producer Ryan Sky. What's Life Rhythms, you ask? Well, Life Rhythms is a radio show that revolves around my personal growth journey. It's a personal growth show. You see, as a songwriter and music producer, I spend a lot of my time observing the world around me, looking inward, trying to make sense of it all. I've been doing it in song form, and now I'm doing it in my radio show, season two. So excited. Today, I've got a very special guest. We've got Cheat Codes on, specifically Matt. Cheat Codes is a group made up of Matt, Kevin, and Trevor, and they are absolutely crushing it. They've got over 15 million monthly listeners on Spotify. They've done collaborations with Demi Lovato. I, as a DJ, play a lot of their records. I love their music, and I'm excited to be talking with Matt from Cheat Codes today and featuring their song, Heaven, which actually you heard a little snippet of Heaven coming into this segment. Heaven, we're going to be talking about, and the reason why I chose this song for today's episode is because we're going to be talking about love and infatuation. We're going to be talking about what kinds of love is healthy and when it's when we can get confused with unhealthy types of love the lyrics of heaven they talk about blind faith when i'm falling for you it's that all consuming love is what this song to me is about when i when i look about when i when i look at these words about creating our own heaven it's about having that experience where you fall in love with someone and in, in that moment you reach this highest state of your being that it almost feels like you're experiencing your own form of heaven, whatever that means to you. We're going to be talking about that today with Matt. We're going to be talking about his, what, what his views of heaven and love are. We're going to be talking about relationship stuff, career stuff. Very excited about that. You know, I've, to me, love is recognizing yourself in another and recognizing yourself as that essential self. And there's so many songs that are written about it. And I think that this is the perfect way to be starting season two is with Heaven by Chico. So when we get back after this break, we're going to have Matt. We're going to be talking about Heaven. I've got my co-host, Scott Waldman, joining me all when we get back from the short break. Hey guys, welcome back to Life Rhythms Radio Show. I'm your host, DJ producer Ryan Sky. I've got my co-host with me, Scott Waldman. Hey, Scott. Season two, what it do? Oh, yes. And a very special guest, our first guest of season two. So excited to have Matt from Cheat Codes on. Hey, Matt. What's up? I didn't realize this is the first episode of season two. Yes, surprise. I'm, yeah, thanks for having me. That's dope. Yeah, Can you're, you're going to be a debut for season two. Are blind. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, Scott Scott is the ninja when it comes to lyric tie-ins. Cause, so for those of you listening, um, so with Life Rhythms, we, we, we always feature one song. And the song that you heard coming into this episode is a song by Matt's group, Cheat Codes. And the song is called Heaven. And Scott, what was the lyric you just... 
I was making a dad joke that you like. I said um, when guests are blind, which is a play on when love is blind. Mm, Right. I know. Funny to one person, and his name is Ryan. That's how I got the gig. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, so the, the song that we're featuring today is a song called Heaven by Cheat Codes. And the topic of today is we're going to be talking about when love is blind, when love is all-consuming. What does that mean? Why do we get like that? I, I, we have three three of us on the show, so I imagine we're going to have different perspectives. I always write a quote uh, for each episode, and the quote that I wrote for today goes like this. We must love in such a way that the other person feels free. They, they must feel free to come and go because true love asks nothing of the other. True love is not wanting or needing, it's appreciating. As soon as we attach expectations onto another person, love becomes something else entirely and it will lead to disappointment. So have an abundance mindset and love will come naturally and flow freely into your life. Wow. That's what I Super, super relatable for sure. That's oh, definitely, my, definitely my mentality as well. Like there's always that... Uh, quote I love to bring up it's not really a quote but like Will Smith talks about his marriage and he's always talking about how they don't actually work on their marriage they just work on themselves and then present the best version of themselves to each other um so I I I believe really strongly in that um I'm actually in a relationship right now uh we just celebrated our two-year anniversary so that's that's pretty cool congratulations Uh, but yeah we when we kind of started talking um, it was kind of that same mentality that you just said was I was very focused on myself and focused on uh, just developing an abundance mentality and just appreciating everything around me. And then we kind of connected on happenstance, you know, just the universe kind of just brought us together using, you know, law of attraction and just all that manifesting kind of like we we're both trying to manifest like a specific type of partner. And we kind of just both knocked every check mark off of each other's list did you actually so, write out what you wanted in a partner i, ha- I have before yeah how, how before you met this person did you write this out um probably like i don't know three four months before that probably that is insane i was watching an interview with tony robbins and he was saying the same thing where um after years of, of failed relationships and just choosing the wrong people, he finally sat down and he wrote a detailed list of exactly what he wanted in a person. And then uh, of course his story is so amazing because he he was on a train in Switzerland, you know, going through the Swiss Alps and he meets this woman on the train and they had an instant connection and they immediately started dating and he pulled out his list and she was everything on the list. Right. And she, he had a list and he was everything on her list. And it's like, they both manifested each other. Yeah, it was like the same exact thing, but I, I, you know, I'm younger, so I'm not gonna lie. I met her on a dating app, so <laughs> I met my wife on Tinder. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the, the song having these lyrics because, um, you know, when I was going through the song, I love the song by the way. It's it's fun, it's catchy, and but what what it seems like an all-consuming love, like for instance. I'll do anything you want me to for this heaven. This person is is so in love and so in the moment that in that moment, they feel like they'll do anything for that person. Lying in this bed with you, I'm in heaven. I'll do anything you want me to for like for this heaven. Yeah, I, it's so funny. I was just watching, uh, I think it was like 
trying to think of the exact year, but it was like this old Chris Tucker stand up and he like had this whole joke of he's like, you know, when you first start dating something, like the girlfriend will do whatever for you, make you dinner, like do whatever. And then the second you get married, she's like, make make your own food. Like I don't I don't care. And I just feel like it's that when you're that moment of like just you like you said, such appreciation for just the world and your life and the person that you're with, then you kind of have that mentality of like, yeah, like whatever you want, like I got you, like, you know what I mean? It's not even like a big thing. So I think it's definitely a gratitude thing with, with that line. But if you're going to talk about like personal stuff during this lockdown, yeah, there were some moments like 10 days into the lockdown where I was scared, man. I was scared. I was, I was like, do I need to get a gun? Like I was, I thought, <laughs> I thought the world was ending. There was like helicopters around my apartment, like every, every night, like, People were fighting over toilet paper. I didn't know what was going on. Yes, toilet paper. Yeah, but I, but I was locked in with uh, with my girl, and that was kind of the only thing keeping me me sane. So I'm sure there's a lot of people there where they like they had their quarantine partner. Yes, you know. Quarantine. So it, yeah, it's like the world outside is so crazy, and everything is like stressful. The news stresses you out, everything, and then you can just lay in bed with your partner, and it's like all of that goes away. You guys can both. Talk about that more than I can because I, I live alone. I have my dog uh, remix. Yeah, you could you could lay in your bed with your dog and it's like heaven. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a girl. Yeah, I have my partner. Dog. I have I live with a Frenchie. His name's Remix, and uh, he's my. Yeah, I bet you argue with Remix a lot less than I do with my wife. Oh yeah, what's so? Has there been a what kind? What, so you talk about the first ten days and and having this quarantine. It's nice to have this person to quarantine with, but I imagine it's got to be ups and downs. Where sometimes you you want space, and then sometimes you're so grateful they're there. I mean, yeah, it's mostly gratitude, but I can tell right. you that like when you're living in a confined space, and now there's we have a baby as well, Matt. So it's it's a lot. You know, sometimes we just need to get in the other room and watch really stupid television that the other one would never watch. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> have some friends that have been losing their minds just like with their significant other, but I, I think it I think it brought me closer together. Uh, with this person, you know, there's been a lot of divorces, actually public ones. I mean, we're, we're good. I mean, I feel that whenever someone was just like, Oh my God, you guys are getting married. Wow. 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 I'm like, we've lived together for over a year before we got married. Like it's really not any different. There's just a title. Right. Yeah. I'm lucky. I, I live, I have my own space. We like my, my girlfriend has her own space. So I think that's a big difference, you know, when you feel like you don't have your own space and then you can just lose your mind. Yeah, so there's definitely divorces, but also quarantine babies, which my brother uh, just recently announced that he's they're, they're having their first baby and happening quarantine. So there's, you know, good stuff happening as well. The second, the second wave of the boomers. You, you want to hear something crazy? Corona baby. When John Lennon was killed in December of 1980, apparently around nine months after that happened was another baby boom. Because the remember he was doing the whole uh, what was it called where he, he was like staying in bed with oh, Yoko on bed piece. Yeah, the bed piece. It was like the protest thing that he was doing. Yeah, so, like, everyone was, was just like so inspired by that. They're just like, I'm just gonna stay inside and just have mad sex. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the right girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So you talk about you talk about how you manifested this current relationship. Did that come out of? Like, have you done? Is this the first time you've done that? 
what was your experience before this with love, infatuation, and those sorts of things that brought you to wanting to to do something like that? that yeah, I, I think with anything that you're trying to do in life, you got to get clear on that. And I think I think I really believe in that. And I think a lot of people, their relationships, they don't put as much thought into as they would put in as their career or like a goal that they're setting. Like most people aren't like making their relationship goals. You know what I mean? They're just their relationships just happen by default. So I think a lot of my relationships beforehand were just people that were in the proximity that I liked. You know what I mean? I wasn't putting a lot of thought into it. I wasn't like making sure we were on the same page as far as priorities and values and all that. So once I was single again for a good amount of time and I clarified what I wanted, then I realized like, oh, okay, this is why I haven't manifested something that was like, long lasting to how I wanted it to be, you know? Because before you were kind of just going by your, your emotions and just what was happening instead of really being more thoughtful. Yeah. It's of- like, it, if you're not setting that intention, then sometimes the the world will come at you and, and you're just victim to whatever is around you. I mean, this whole lockdown situation is a perfect example. It's like, if you just watch the news every day, you're going to be depressed. <laughs> You got to set your intention, you know, for what you want. You can't let people set it for you. It's like they're telling you, you you need to be scared and sad right now. Then, and you're listening to them, then you're going to be scared and sad. Yeah. I'm already scared and sad. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stay home, Scott. Stay home. I'm following my own advice, fool. (laughs) It's, it's, it's cool that actually we're doing this topic for the start of season two because Matt, season one, episode one, the topic of that episode was called was attachment theory. I don't know if you've heard of attachment theory before, um, but the concept is basically that the first two years of our life, the experience that we have, the first people that we attach to are our caregivers, our parents. And in those first two years, whatever our experience is attaching to our parents, that then forms our view, our personal worldview of what we think love is and what it means. And then that translates as adults how we show up in our relationships. So as adults, we are basically living out our experiences as children. And we all are basically going about things like we all have our own set of rules and guidelines that we learned as a kid of what we think love means. And not being aware of what your attachment style is, like for, for instance, some people develop more of an avoidant attachment style some people become more anxious where the, those are like the needy people where they're they're like they need reassurance and they're they text a lot and you know send you like huge paragraphs and if you don't respond quick enough they're like hello did you get my text <laughs> you know there's like the anxious side right. the okay avoidant. yeah there's a spectrum i might and be I'm the like, avoidant i'm not sure <laughs> avoidant that yeah i um i i was on more of the avoidant side but a lot of relationship problems stem from people not being aware of, first of all, their own attachment style, which dictates their own behaviors, but also their partners. And so you start to you start to misinterpret each other because right. you're interpreting their actions based off of your worldview. Exactly. And they're doing the same thing. And so there's a misunderstanding. Um, and, and, and the reason – so I like that we're talking about this for season two – because I guess you could say episode one, season one is like being attracted to people kind of unconsciously. You're just going on your emotions and you don't really, just because you like someone doesn't mean they're good for you. And until you have an awareness and you become conscious of what it is that you want, like you said, Matt, having intentions, maybe writing it out. 
yeah. then you can actually meets the right person for you. And sometimes people can attract what they want and what they need from that same person that they're with. It doesn't mean you have to like discard people in your life, but it's like if you're not aware of qualities and needs and conversations that you want to attract, whatever it is, then your chances of getting it are way lower. You know what I mean? Just getting it by accident. Um, but it's that conversation I've had so many times, it sounds very similar to love languages. I don't know if you yeah. are aware of that, but it's like a really small book that I read. But I always, every time I'm in a relationship, I always make sure to like ask them what theirs is because yeah. it's such a big thing. Because mine is affirmations. I, I just like, if you're saying like weird not abusive, but like, like insulting things to me, I really take it to heart. But, but my partner might be more touchy feely. Like she wants to be touched all the time. So, so I, I, I'm thinking I'm doing my part by being like complimenting her, but to her that she doesn't really care about that. Like she, what is her you know, love? Language? Yeah. Her love language is, is oh, touching. Phys- physical touch. Yeah. So I'm like, what, like, what are you tripping about? I just told you, like, you're amazing. And like, you I'm grateful for you. You're perfect. And she's like, no, but like, you're, you're halfway across the world. Like, I want to, I want to like, hug you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Scott, what's your love language? Mad affection. You like, like physical, you, you like the physical touch? I like that in words of affirmation. It's interesting because they, if you I, I if you look online, there are correlations between different attachment styles and what your love languages are. Typically, somebody from what I remember, somebody who is more avoidant, one of the love languages tend to be words of affirmation. Yeah, words. Because um, you know, I, I travel a lot, so I'm always around the world, and I have no issue being by myself or being around people that don't even speak the same language as me. So as long as I like even this lockdown, it's like it, it sucked because I, I haven't been able to see as many people. I haven't seen my family for almost like six or seven months, uh, for example. But, you know, talking to them on the phone is for me is it feels like enough. I know that's not <laughs> necessarily enough. I don't feel like I'm missing anybody or missing like a big hole in my life or anything. That's because we don't hang out. Once we hang out, you're going to have a huge hole in your life as soon as like, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be depressed let's <laughs> have a vaccine right scott say that again so we need a vaccine right to get oh you out of that yeah dude matt i i have a 10 month old baby so i'm extra paranoid and i'm i don't think i'm going out until there's a vaccine or till something so maybe you'll be one of the early guinea pigs the early test subjects. you just call me a guinea pig kosher <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not a guinea pig. That's not kosher. I'm, I'm a guinea kosher killed chicken. Yeah, so we're talking about love. We're talking about relationships. I think it's really interesting, Matt. So you said you've been in this relationship for two years, or a couple years, right? Yep. And you, you started Cheat Codes around 2013? Yeah, probably like 2014. This mindset of being intentional – did you learn that from the success of your career? To start, oh, yeah. I, other areas of I your started life? getting into that once I moved to LA. Um, I moved to LA about eight years ago, and I just started meeting people that I think I vibed with. One of my really good friends, his name's Harry Paul. He's actually a shaman. You should you should look him up if you ever need like a healing. He does like breath work. He got me into meditation. He got me into like a lot of books, like Law of Attraction and. Uh, 
one of the best books ever, I think, is called Asking It Is Given by Esther Hicks. You should check I that one out. Hicks. I love yeah. Esther Hicks. Also, uh, who's the – I'm trying to think of the name of the book. Uh, Power of Now is also one of the best books. Yeah. I was going to mention him later on in the episode. Yes. Is that where are you from originally? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, originally. So when I was growing up there, I never heard of any of this stuff. I never heard of intention. I never heard of meditation. I never heard of breath work. Now during all this this lockdown stuff, it's like I'm doing breath work every day, and I'm like feel feel amazing. You know what I mean? I'm I'm making sure my lungs are healthy and stuff like that. Things that I would have never done like eight years ago, and. So I'm grateful for all that. But I think going into cheat codes, we all had that mentality of like, if we can get really clear on what we want and what we want to happen, then we can we can make it happen. And that was kind of the, you know, quote unquote, the cheat code for us. Like we were watching videos of Avicii playing at Ultra Music and and being like, oh, we want to play Main Stage Ultra. Like we want to play Tomorrowland. We want to play all these big festivals. We want to have, you know, a song on the radio, We you know. Yeah. We we asked for all that stuff like in 2014. The universe or specifically you were asking people for that. <laughs> yeah, we were we were all three of us together were asking if you, if you read any of the, these books, one of the things it tells you is like you have to be there has to be no resistance when you're asking, you know. So, you know, it being like a fun when you're in your friend group and you're like, "Man, wouldn't it be cool if we we played this festival in front of 10,000 people?" Yeah, that'd be really cool, you know. That's the best way to to put those things out into the universe, you know, you can't, you can't make it like a try too hard. Yeah. I, I was reading um, an, an interview you did and you were talking about, you guys were talking about um, your, your collaboration with Demi Lovato. And I was re- you, you I was reading about um, you were working on the song and you had the, you had the, the song was built around the vocals and you guys were saying to yourselves, like who would be the most ideal person for this record right. and you guys had said Demi Lovato and what I love is in the in the interview you were saying that you decided that she was the best for the song and you were just like screw it like let's go for Demi Lovato and you you actually she reached was, out to her she team. Was, I'm pretty sure she was the only one on the list you know what I mean I'm not gonna lie like most a lot most of the times we will like have you know three to five people in mind and we'll we'll reach out you know um but for that specific song, I'm pretty sure we just had her on the list. Like that was it. And maybe, maybe that's, maybe there's something to that. Maybe, you know, that's the way to go. You know, they, what's the quote? It's like, you burn all your ships, like the whole, uh, explorer, he came to like, whatever you burn your ships and then you have, you can't have any possibility of retreating and you just have to make it happen. Yeah. Maybe that's like a good way to make something happen. Yeah. I love that mentality. Is that something that's shared with Kevin and Trevor, the other two guys in Cheat Codes? Yeah, for sure. I think we definitely had like different challenges and um, ways of going about things. But something we learned pretty quickly was if you want to make something happen, you got to go straight for it. Growing up, there was a lot of – I had a lot of mentality and just people around me of like, well, if you want to get make good money, you need to go to, col- like, go to college and you need to do this. Like it's – the emphasis is on the – the three steps that you're supposed to do to get what you want versus if you just go straight for what you want, you might get it in a completely different way. So if you're focused on the things you're supposed to do to get what you want, then you're actually closing yourself off and you're not open to attracting it in a very unique way. Like the Tony Robbins thing, if he was like, 
if he wasn't open to meeting that girl on that cruise, he would have never met her. He would have just stayed alone or just stayed in his his cabin or just, you know what I mean? Stuck, stick to his right. agenda or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. If you don't know what you're looking for, how are you going to know when you see it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I've, it, I've learned l- more recently in my life and it's something I wish I had learned a lot sooner, but it's just the journey that we're on. It's, it blows my mind how people take advice in various areas of their life from people that are not living the kind of life that they want to yeah. live. It's a big recipe for disaster. Even just relationship advice, taking relationship advice from somebody who doesn't have the kind of relationship you want. Or like, for instance, I kind of, I feel like, for instance, I also grew up, I grew up in a small town in Western Pennsylvania. I'm like nobody in my family. I don't really know how I turned out the way I did. I also didn't know anything about, um, like you were saying, breath work and meditation and and the power of now and 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 all of these sorts of things that I'm into now. I was taking advice as a kid from people in my small town, but they weren't living lot the kind of life that I dreamed for myself. But I was starting to take their advice and 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 basically make decisions off of what they were telling me. And it took me a while to realize to to start tuning out certain people and to really pay attention to who I'm actually taking advice from. Is that something yeah, you, that I had to you have a choice? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Where I'm from in Missouri, everybody that I told that I was going to move to LA, they, I'm not going to say everybody discouraged me, but they all wanted to play devil's advocate at the very least and say, well, isn't LA very dangerous? Isn't LA very expensive? Are you sure that you, you have a, I, I think I had a job where I was making like 15, $16 an hour, which is like pretty good, you know, back in like 2012 when I was like 19 years old. Like, but you have such a good job. And like, if you work this job for another year, you're going to get benefits. Like, are you going to throw that away? Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't care about this job. You know, I want to be doing music. So right. I totally agree with that. And I just think that the other thing that they always say is like, surround yourself with the best five people uh, better than you. And you're going to like be on that same level or whatever. You know, your environment is a big big indicator of where you're going to go and where, who you're going to become. But yeah. You, you can choose, you can choose your environment. You can choose and who you hang out with. I, I've heard that as well about, we tend to be the average sum of the five people we spend yeah. the most yeah. time. Yeah. And it makes there sense because who you spend time with their, the way that they live their lives, their opinions, their, their thought patterns that affects you good or bad. And, and you can choose that for and, yourself. And Matt, very quickly, the people that were critiquing you moving to L.A. because it might have been dangerous, I played the creepy crawl. I don't remember that being... Oh, the creepy crawl. Wow. That, that is a throwback. I used to go there every weekend as a 13-year-old, go pay $8 to go see a punk band. You might have seen... I used to be in a band on Columbia Records called The City Drive. We were like a pop punk band, and we played Warp Tour in St. Louis in 2006, and we... What's it called? The Creepy Crawl? The Creepy Crawl. It was really only a venue for like two years of me going to shows. That was... Yeah, that was like the era that got me into music, and it's like, I love that, that there was just shows every weekend and they would be like eight bucks i those are the types of shows i actually met skrillex because he was from first to last he, he was in, from first to last and he was opening for motion city soundtrack it was like an eight dollar show and they were the opening band and nobody knew who they were 
And I remember he even he even asked the crowd, he was like, raise your hand if you've ever heard if you've never heard from first to last before. And I like raised my hand and I felt like a dork because I didn't know who they were. We were like talking outside the venue after the show and I was just like, he he's got on his tour bus and like they drove away onto the next show and I was like, Man, that would be cool. I wanna I wanna do what that guy's doing, you know what I mean? And I think it's important to the more conversations you have with people that are doing things that you want to do, it becomes normal for you. It normalizes it and it feels like possible. So I remember that was a, you know, that was a conversation that I had at 14 years old that made me be like, okay, this guy's actually only a couple years older than me. He was only like 16 at the time or something, I think. He was a kid. And was, when yeah. And I was like 14 and he was, you know, living his dream, touring the country, playing in this metal band that he wanted to play in. So that was a, that was a moment for me of just being like, you know, I could do this. I could actually do this. Well, speaking of doing this, we're going to have to take a short break and we'll come back. You're making my job so easy. Thank you. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so we're going to take a short break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to continue talking with Matt from Cheat Codes and, um, and, and talking about their song, Heaven and Love. <laughs> Welcome back to Life Rhythms Radio Show. I'm your host, Ryan Skye. I've got very special guest, Matt, from the group Cheat Codes with me. Hey, Matt. What up? What up? And I got my manager and co-host, Scott Wallman. St. Louis in the house. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy crawl. Creepy crawl. So we're featuring the Cheat Codes, the song you just listened to on the way in. The song is called Heaven. Uh, it's a song out by the Cheat Codes, Matt's group, the other guys in the group, Kevin and Trevor. And um, something interesting, and when I look at the lyrics of the song Heaven, one of the lyrics, blind faith when I'm falling for you. So the f- first ha- half of this segment, we were talking about love and attraction and kind of like the healthy ways of going about manifesting someone in your life. It'd be, I'd be interesting to talk about the flip side of the coin here. I've got a quote that I'm going to read to you, Matt and Scott, and just let's just spitball based off of this quote. Let's see where it leads us. So it's interesting, Matt, you mentioned the power of now. I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned in previous episodes, the author's Eckhart Tolle. Um, I stand Eckhart Tolle, huge fan. But so this is what Eckhart has to say about romantic love. And I'm curious what we, you know, what we're, what we have to say about his quote. So Eckhart Tolle, this is what he says. He says, the reason why the romantic love relationship is such an intense and universally sought after experience is that it seems to offer liberation from a deep seated state of fear, need, lack, and incompleteness that is part of the human condition in its unredeemed and unenlightened state. There is a physical as well as a psychological dimension to this state. That's what Eckhart has to say about romantic love. So I, I was reading other things that he said, and it, his ideas and teachings is that sometimes the intensity of being attracted to someone, we, we feel it so strongly is because it temporarily kind of fills that, that lack that we have within us. And for, uh, for that moment in time, we don't feel the lack in anymore. It's like that person is kind of... Um, 
they are kind of uh, masking this incompleteness that we have inside of us. And so we start to look at that person intensely as like, this is the answer to my feeling complete. This person you is the answer. Me. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone, you complete me. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Um, well, okay, so I'm an Aquarius and too. My, my, part, my partner is an Aquarius as well. And something about Aquarius, they, they feel very misunderstood but they also are okay with it in a weird way. So I think when you find somebody that you feel like they understand you, it makes you feel like you're not alone in the world and you feel like you can have a certain type of conversation that maybe you can't have with, with the average person. Um, so okay. I, I, do, I do think that, and I think also just on a pure energy perspective, um, I think a relationship should be a vehicle for giving, you know, everything that you give comes back to you. So it's like, if you have a partner, that's, that's somebody that you can give to on a very regular basis. And it's all that, that's always going to come back to you. That's always going to come back energy wise. So um, I think there's something, sometimes if you're like single, you know, you, you see those like single people and, maybe they're bitter or like they look at other couples and they're like, uh, blah, blah. And it, yeah. I, I think if you have that, I'm not saying, I think you can be single and be perfectly happy. So I don't think that you need a partner to be happy or be complete. I don't, I don't buy into that, but I think you can have that mentality of you're cutting off the giving. Like you don't feel like you want to be giving to other people or just giving to random people on the street. Not everybody wants to just, smile at a random person as they walk by you know what i mean <laughs> like i I do, I do that because i think it's fun but not not everybody's into that so sometimes certain people they need to feel more comfortable and they feel like they need to know somebody better before they can give to them so i think a relationship be, can become that and then it's like once you have your life partner then it's like oh i'm going to be giving to you for the next 50 years you know and you have that mentality then it's like yes yeah, and so the person kind of becomes this springboard where I love the idea of that you talk about giving and then also how they're they're kind of they're reflecting it back to you. So it's like you find somebody where you're giving them love, but it's also coming back to you. So it's it's almost like they are helping you experience your own love, right? right. You, can, you can experience you can have that experience through other things. I imagine you you may experience that with music and stuff that you do with cheat codes. Right, exactly. It's like anyone who's ever practiced gratitude or like gave thanks for something, they immediately feel better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like anytime I've played a show and like I'm putting all this energy out to the crowd, I always have an adrenaline rush and I'm always amped right when I get off stage. So it's like I'm giving to these people that are, that are, they're also giving to me because they're paying to be there. But then by the end of it, I'm filled up, you know? Yeah. 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 It, it all comes down to intentions. Um, we were just a, a week or so ago, I had Chad from Tritono on and um, Chad, Chad. Yeah. Chad, Chad, we were talking about intentions and this conversation reminds me of that because um, I was, re I remember hearing somewhere about they've done studies with regards to, to um, ch doing charity work. And they found that, that every single thing that we do as a human is for personal gain. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I think that's okay. It's okay. 
but it comes down to the intention. And, and so for instance, they studied people who do charity work and they were doing it when you really, really, really get down to the core of it. You're doing it because it makes you feel good, right? right. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's the intention is that, yes, you're, is that you want to feel good. So you're helping other people. Is that a bad thing? I don't think that's no. – yeah. acknowledge I, that. I think it can be beneficial to some people because certain people, they feel it's their responsibility to suffer – for other people's comfortability. And like, I, I don't believe in that. I believe that, like, like I said, the, in the last section about Will Smith's advice for marriage of like making yourself the best person possible and then showing up for your partner. I, I believe that. And, and I, I think you should, you know, wake up, have like an hour or two before you start the day and like get your mind right. And then give your best self to the world. You know, I don't, I don't think you should, people that go to work or they're like a housewife or they're in a family and they feel like they need to be stressed out for their family. I don't, I don't believe in that concept because I just think that you can take the time and then have a good day and have, and actually give more to the people around you. If you, if you take, it's like the airplane thing, right? The, the pressure drops and they say, put your mask on first, fill up with oxygen and then before you help. Right. The person next to you, you got to help yourself first. Right. That makes sense. When you talk about getting your mind right, how long would that, that does that take you? Um, you know, I think it's all about uh, momentum. But okay. for example, there's a, there's a bunch of different exercises that I do. So I have, I have one that's like a Kundalini exercise that I can do in like four minutes. Okay. Uh, it's actually called the Ego Eradicator. Oh, I got to hear about this. So right. you, you put your hands up okay, like this. You do kind of like uh, this with your thumb. And then uh, you just do breath of fire for four minutes. And by the end of it, your arms are on fire. You have your arms up above your yeah, head? Yeah, kind of like this angle. Yeah. Okay, and then what's breath of fire? <laughs> breath of fire, you're, you're breathing with your, your diaphragm. Uh-huh. Through your nose? Yeah, through your nose. And by the end of the four minutes, your arms are on fire. And there's, yeah, there's something with the uh, the nerve endings like in your armpit area that it basically your whole body is tingling and whatever you are thinking about and worried about, you're not even thinking about anymore. It just it just kind of destroys your ego, the ego eradicated. The present? Yeah. So if I if I'm like in my head before a show, like I'm worried or like I'm just feeling insecure or like oh, I hope they they like this song that I plan on playing tonight, you know what I mean? Whatever I'll do that. And then I'll just, I won't be thinking anything before I go on stage. Interesting. Cause, Cause I do get anxiety. Like I'm, I'm kind of an anxious person. I get anxiety. So these kind of things help me out. That's cool. Scott. What up? Fire, breath, fire, breath of fire, breath of fire. I, I just want to say that I think that there's a huge difference just in a romantic relationship between love and infatuation yeah let's talk about that and whenever someone says love at first sight i kind of scoff and i'm just like <laughs> you got a boner yeah. at first sight dude well do you guys believe that love is is love a verb is it a noun is it a, is is love something that you do or is love something that you achieve both i think i think i i tend to focus on it more as a verb because i think that I, I think the moment that you think 
oh, okay, I got it. Like, oh, this is my wife or this is my girlfriend. Like, we're good. Then you start slacking, right? Yeah. You stop, you stop giving her flowers. You stop, like, giving her compliments. And then all of a sudden it deteriorates. It's like you got to keep filling up the tank, filling up the car with gas. Otherwise, it's going to be on empty, right? Yeah. So, yeah. The, the infatuation is critical in the beginning because that infatuation is what keeps you guys – interacting until you can get to know each other and bond to the point where then you have this bond. It's possible because yeah. you, you really can't be in love with someone. You can be in love with the idea of someone, but it's, if you don't know someone at all, it's that's like me being in love with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> right. But yeah, even that, I think it just comes down to, if you really love yourself and you really fill up yourself, you can almost love anyone. You know, it's like if you were on an island stranded with one other person, but you had the right headspace, I mean, I think you can make it work. <laughs> you know, we don't have to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens after the end of COVID. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be ideal, but I would just say. Yeah. yeah lo- love and infatuation. Um, so Scott, how long have you been married for? I've been married for in August four years. Wow! Okay, congrats. Thanks, man. Congrats on your <laughs> two-year relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> thanks. Remixes a roommate. Yep, I'm single. I got a date tonight, but be over yeah. FaceTime. Well, I'm um, so I'm so curious what being single and dating is like during COVID. It's, uh, it's, there's not a lot of options of things that you can do. Are people still like on using Tinder? We met on Tinder. Our first date was in public and we met each other for the first time with masks on. Actually, I had a face shield on, but it's just, and you're laughing because you know, that moment of meeting somebody for the first time in general is, is weird. And on top of that, you have a mask on your face. So you're just like, is this really life now? It's like a game show. It's like. Content. You're like, oh, what? as they pull down the mask, it's in slow motion. You're like, I hope she's not catfishing. catfishing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this, and this is not a lot of options right now of things that you can do, but I guess it's like more outdoorsy stuff, especially since it's summer. Outdoorsy stuff or the converse of like Netflix and chill kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, do you guys like both like show up with, your negative test results of COVID. <laughs> uh, no. Well, that's the thing is even if you test negative, you, you could still be incubating, right? Like you could not show any symptom. Right. Or I could test negative and then catch it the next that's day. That's why I'm super paranoid. No. I know. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just lucky and blessed to be like young and and healthy like during this time, so I don't really have to worry about it too much. Um, but yeah, there's I I definitely know multiple people that have gotten really sick from it. Um so it's it's serious. It's definitely serious. Yeah, let's um it is serious. Let's <laughs> speaking of serious, um let's I want to talk about the song some more, Heaven. Your your single that we're we're featuring today. Yeah, and specifically it. the concept of heaven. I'm curious what it, what do you believe, Matt? about heaven do we have heaven on earth here do is it does heaven exist is it are there different forms of heaven according to wikipedia 
heaven is often described as the highest place, paradise, the holy, holiest place. So it's kind of like the highest place that we can get to. Yeah, I definitely believe in energy and I don't know if I necessarily believe in like heaven with the pearly gates, like someone's saying if you can come in or not. That seems that idea seems a little weird, like that someone's like, you didn't live good enough of a life. You're not allowed in. That seems a little yeah, look what bizarre. you did. Second, yeah, that <laughs> seems a little bizarre. But I definitely believe in the idea of energy and just energy never dies. It can never be uh, created or destroyed. So I do believe if you have positive energy and you just develop that momentum throughout your life, you know, even if you die, I think it's going to, it's going to live on in some way, shape or form after you die. Um, you know, and that can even just be the, an idea, you know, like, or changing the world, you know, so. Yeah. I love in the song heaven. I love that you, you guys talk about how when I'm lying in this bed with you, I'm in heaven how the experience that the two people have together is creating uh, uh, their own heaven. And regardless of whether listeners, if you're, if you're religious or not, regardless, just kind of the concept of if heaven is this highest state, right. whether it's when we die, we go there, or, or just a, play, a place that we can get to consciously, then it makes sense to me that when you fall in love with someone, when you're experiencing this infatuation, you're experiencing the highest state of your own being in the present right. moment. You're alive. It does. It is. It is like you're in heaven, even if it's just for a moment. Yeah, I I think that my concept of heaven is also the idea of eternity and uh, infinite infinity. It's like people I picture they get to heaven and it's like, oh, this is it. Like I'm chilling in the clouds forever. Yeah. So it's like when you're with your soul. Yeah, when you're with your soulmate or, or whatever, it's like time stops. So it's like the idea of like you're in that moment, you're not in your head, ah. everything stops. You're you're in the bed, you're in the when I'm lying in this bed with you and like you're not thinking about anything else in the outside world. You're just you're in, in that moment. Present. You're in the present moment. Yeah. And that that could feel like a lifetime almost, you know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I meditate time feels like it stops and only right. maybe five minutes go by, but it could feel like so much longer. Or when you're in a dream and it feels like you lived like two years worth of life, but it was seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. Or even less. And you're like, Oh my yeah. God, the weirdest dream. So much has happened. Time. Yeah. Time's such a weird thing. Scott, Scott, you, we make jokes about I you being a joke. <laughs> We made jokes about you being Jewish. Um, Why not would you in, do that? No, continue. This is topical. Um, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on on the concept of heaven? You know, honestly, I'm, I'm agnostic, but in the Jewish religion, we don't even believe in a heaven or hell. So it's like when you're dead, you're dead. Um, I what Matt said about energy, it it does make sense because a lot of what we put out into the world stays there. Whether like if like if I was positive with someone and they live on and I die, then the energy that I exuded towards them will live on in human form. Or conversely, if I was a jerk face to that person, every time they think of me, they think, oh, wow, Scotty's a poop. 
<laughs> yeah, negative. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, like, think about even, like, Kobe Bryant. It's like all the people he inspired that don't even care about basketball. Yeah. It's like, like, what? You're, you're not even a basketball fan. Like, <laughs> oh, man. but you're just inspired by his mentality and, and just his willing willingness to – to accomplish and go for what he won and never, never back down and never stop believing in himself. You know? Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Matt, in an interview with the young folks, you said, and I love this quote, you said your vibe attracts your tribe. Wow. It's on. I don't don't even remember saying that, but I I love that. I love that quote. I I didn't come up with that quote, by the way, I've definitely regurgitated that from something. I wanted to bring it up because I, I love it wherever it came from. You you mentioned it. I'm I'm mentioning it now as well. Your vibe attracts your tribe, and how I'm curious. Certainly, you you have a vibe in, in cheat codes and the music that you put out. You've got you guys have put out an eclectic yeah. array. First of all, I want to say we we didn't talk about this, but um, as a DJ, I play a lot of your music remixes awesome. and original stuff. Yeah, um, I love cheat codes music, and uh, it's very eclectic. And, but there is a, a very specific vibe in it and it's, I'm starting to see, a, a, you know, like for instance, I mentioned Chad from Tritonal and we were talking about how you, the, your DNA is in, in, is in their music. And I imagine now talking to you and I, I'm hearing you talk about meditation and breath work and, and, and mentioning some of the things that I'm into, like Eckhart Tolle, I, your DNA is certainly in your music. So the vibe attracts your tribe. I imagine the music has got to be it's got to be what's bringing people to you. I mean, I see you smiling. It's yeah. got to be resonating, no, right? It's, it's, well, it's great. I, I actually worked on a song with Chad and uh, he's a really great guy and uh, he's, we have a similar mentality. So I think it's awesome that you're, you're bringing him up. But uh, I mean, Chad, Chad's like a perfect example of just like, I maybe only really met him once or twice in real life, but we just had like had the similar vibe and we just, we just attracted towards you know working on stuff together so um that's what's great about the the internet age right now is like you can really connect with people that have like-minded um and there's really no other explanation than just you kind of synced up on the same frequency so i definitely believe in that for sure and do you believe in do you believe that the universe is always conspiring do you believe in chance or do you believe that things are happening because of, I, you, of what you my, I'm a very visual person so the way I visually perceive it is that we're like a power block and we're sending out energy to the universe and whatever we send out we get back and if you're not if you're not aware of what you're sending out then you're leaving it up to chance ah like that that can kind of your momentum and your energy can be influenced by other people what other people are sending out but if you're if you're intending on sending out a certain free, it's like radio frequencies, right? Like, right. yeah. If you're if you're tuned into Power 106, like you're gonna get 106. You know, you're not gonna even hear the pop station. You're not even gonna hear those pop songs. You're only gonna hear the hip hop songs. You're, you're not even gonna know those exist. Which is why you see these people like during lockdown, like skipping down the street with a big grin on your face, and you're like, what are you happy about? Like everyone's scared for their lives right now. What is wrong with you? And you're like, oh, I'm just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got my head in the sand. I'm not even paying attention to that. I'm not even tuned into that. You know, you just reminded me of, I guess, what happens on Facebook, where it's like, if your entire feed is low, yeah. 
then you're not going to see outside that bubble, you know, that Trump has a base and vice versa. If you have a conservative feed. You know. Oh, Trump has a base. Oh, trust me. I know it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Facebook is a scary, scary place, man. I mean, please, whoever's listening, don't get your information from Facebook. I didn't realize how how much of a bubble social media puts us in until the first in 2016 when Trump was running the first time. I didn't think he stood a chance. It's when nobody thought he stood a chance. I didn't think he had that it was even going to be close. And then I I was living in LA. My family lives in Western Pennsylvania, small town of Western Pennsylvania. Typically goes blue for the in the presidential election. I remember going home to visit my family. This is maybe a month or two before the election. And I'm driving from the airport to see my family in Western Pennsylvania. And I start seeing all these Trump signs in yards. And I was shocked because I'm here. I am in LA. I'm in my bubble here on Facebook and social media. I don't see it. You know, I'm I'm in my little bubble with like-minded people. And then the news I'm watching, you know, it's all just feeding the same thing. And it wasn't until I actually went to Western Pennsylvania and I saw all the Trump. I was really surprised and it ended up going red that election and helped him win. But yeah. yeah. Same same with uh, Missouri. Like I'm from Missouri. It is it is interesting being in California because I'm not going to lie. I didn't even vote the last election because it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm in California. They're going to vote Democrat like. Who cares? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. So it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, you're just like stuck with your state, like whatever they decide. Uh, but, but yeah, like people are in their bubbles for sure. And, and it's kind of, it becomes an echo chamber of just, you just want to hear what you want to hear. I love that echo chamber. I love yeah, that. That's, that's the verbiage. And let me write that down. <laughs> yeah. That, and That'd be a great song. Hanging out with, you know, people that think the same way as you, it's going to be everyone be like, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that people who think conservatively are the smartest people in the room because they're not. But I really like to actualize this, especially when we can. But if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> yes. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So- how are we on time? I think we're coming to the end. Yeah. Ah. Yep. So we're coming to the end of the uh, – I had such a good time talking with you, Matt. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been great. If you're listening um, to the show, I encourage you to check out Cheat Codes, their new single, Heaven. And um, do you want you want to give out your socials? Yeah. You can follow us. Everything is just at Cheat Codes. Okay. Um, I think – I forget. One of them might be Cheat Codes Music, but most of them are Cheat Codes. So. Yeah, pretty easy. Just do a, a search for Cheat Codes. Check out the single Heaven. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming on the yeah. show, Life Rhythms. It's been such a pleasure having you on here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. That wraps it up for today. Till next time.